Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, AJ Elker. How you doing, AJ? Pretty good, Doug. How are you? Not bad. Uh, the day we're recording this, it's my birthday, so it's been pretty cool getting all sorts of birthday wishes. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. It's uh, it's good to be sharing this this recording experience with you on your happiest of days. Oh, thank you. The day of my birth. Yeah, no, it was cool hearing from some people that I don't often hear from, so that's always cool. But this is a video game podcast, uh, and we haven't heard from you in quite a while. Listeners heard from me all the time. But I do have some interesting games to talk about for once. Uh, but let's hear about what you've been playing these days. Well, uh, seeing as it is your birthday, it gives everyone a little hint of what day it is. It's the 30th of November, which means that yep. just one short day ago, <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen came out. Oh, from the heavens, it just descended upon us. <laughs> and I have already sunk nine and a half hours into oh. this game. <laughs> Congratulations that you have the ability to do that. And, oh God, please tell me everything that you can, because I don't really know much about it other than that everyone's been waiting for it. All right, well, first off, I'll start with a little preface. Folks, I get it, the download time fucking sucks. Yeah. It's white hot trash. The game itself, if you're downloading a digital copy, is 46 gigs on a console. And then there's a 10 gig update that you have to download to play the game. Oh my god, that is, that is tremendous. And like, how long did you have to wait? I bought a physical copy of the game. I, I had a $5 reservation with it at GameStop. Uh, and I brought it home and I installed it. It took probably about half an hour to install from disk and then, I have pretty solid internet, so it took an additional, like, I'd say half an hour to download the 10 gigs to get it to play. Like, my internet's pretty good, actually. I have RCN. They're, like, doing some sort of thing where they're boosting all their internet service. And uh, the pre-order copy is actually pretty cool. Um, It's, like, the classic day one edition stuff that they Square Enix has been doing where they have little freebies thrown in. You get get Sephiroth's sword as an equipable weapon. Nice. Uh, in game, yeah, the uh, the mass immune blade, uh, his like famous really long katana that he uses, yes. uh, to kill a whole bunch of people in Final Fantasy VII. You get that. You can put that in a in your. It's a. It's considered a two handed weapon, like a two handed sword, a great sword, which is crazy because in Final Fantasy VII he's just walking around with it one handed and just swinging it all over the place. <laughs> but I guess I guess they just did that as like a hey, this is how strong Sephiroth was. Like he was using a two handed blade with one hand, like nonchalantly, Damn. just like swinging it. Um, and what else did they give you? They gave you a prequel game, two D sort of like RPG game called A King's Tale: Final Fantasy Fifteen, <laughs> and it's in the perspective of King Regis, the the father of the main character of Final Fantasy Fifteen, Noctis. I didn't get a chance to play it, but I did download that first. That's an additional two gigs to download that. So that game's pretty chunky, too, just for, like, a little 2D, like, shit, like, fucking RPG. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And that's told from, like, the perspective of Regis. Uh, he's telling his son a bedtime story. It's like when Noctis is young, he's telling him a story about, like, his adventures when he was a younger man. So, like, that's that's pretty cool. I thought that was neat. And I'm trying to think what else comes with the game. I think that's it. Obviously, it's got like a sleeve that you can flip around and it has like a different cover. If you want to, if you have like the all black covers that they do for most games now, there's like an, 
like most 360 and PS4 games have actually an inside picture on their covers that you can like turn the cover around and slide it back in and it's a different cover and it gives you like games a sleeker look so they don't like they're not all different colors and stuff they're all kind of like a black background with like the title of the game on the side okay it it's kind of nice um but yeah all right so this game uh <laughs> restores like the the faith that a lot of the a lot of the Final Fantasy fans had lost in the franchise. Yeah, I heard it was going downhill since like twelve. Thirteen. Uh oh. twelve was actually solid. Okay. The the Gambit system was like a little uh it was misguided. It was a little overzealous because it gave you so much customization with like how you could control your characters and stuff. Um it was like a lot of like situational stuff that you basically controlled the AI by putting in if then statements. Whoa. Like uh but having it in like itemized form. So like you would plug in like an unlock uh be like if uh if parties under 50% health then use uh potion and that would be like one thing that you'd be like all right they're going to have this gamut enabled. So and you would unlock like a bunch of them that you could like turn on for each character. So they were basically just like conditional things that they would do in combat. If like your health fell below 50%, they would use a potion on you. It was just basically AI commands that you could like set up yourself. Interesting. I kind of like that. It it was, it was ahead of its time. It was something that wasn't like appreciated as much. I know I remember X play gave final fantasy 12, a five out of five. And it was like one of the, one of the few Final Fantasy games in, like, recent memory. Like, uh, 11 was, like, a shitstorm because that was a uh, fucking multiplayer. The yeah, mass, online. The MMO that was, like, a white... It was white-hot trash. Um, <laughs> well, lots of people played it, though. <laughs> yeah, and it, apparently it still has, like, a little bit of a an online community. I know 14's got a community now. Uh, 13's really th- sort of where the franchise fell off the wagon when they decided to make three Final Fantasy 13 games with a cast that wasn't really... You couldn't... You couldn't connect with the cast in thirteen as well as you could connect with like uh the cast in like eight or nine or seven or well, even ten. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, what about ten? Do you think that deserved a sequel? Uh it did deserve a sequel, but not the way that they did it. Oh, interesting. See, I didn't get around to playing it, and I see that there's the HD remake, and I'm interested in getting I would, 10 and 10. It's 10 probably too. still worth a play, because it's like a continuation of the story of 10. They're looking for Titus now. Like, it's a whole thing after he, like, disappears at the end of 10. Yeah, the only re- reason I bring it up is just some diehard fans that I know have always, like, said this 10-2 wasn't that good. I'm not yeah, sure it, if that's true or not. It had, like, a unique, like, costume chain system, but we're, we're getting off track of, like, 15. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so 15 follows Noctis as he's leaving his kingdom to go marry this girl he's been, like, betrothed to since he was a child, uh, Lady Luna Freya. And, like, her name is, like, really long. He just calls her Luna, and everyone calls Noctis Noct. And it's it's kind of cool. Everyone has, like, sort of, like, a nickname for each other. And it really – it cuts, like, the pretenses. There's no – you notice when other people besides his friends are talking to him because usually they'll address him as like your majesty or whatever, like they'll use honorifics with him. Um, but his friends just treat him like a normal guy, which is really like this sort of dynamic that has been missing. I think in like the final fantasy games, like a personable dynamic 
where you really like see people interacting with each other. You get to like be a part of a four person friendship. You get to like witness it evolving and like changing as they like get stronger and as like different events happen in the world around them and see how they like react. And they're actively talking to each other as they're walking around. Like they're talking about things that just happened and like a quest they're working on. They're like talking about like what it entails. And it's really, it's dynamic to say the least, like the interactions between the four and the NP. I've noticed some, some like hiccups with, uh, like mouth movements and like talking and stuff when it comes to talking to the NPCs, like the other, the like quest givers and stuff, there's some issues. And I know for a fact that the X I played on Xbox one, it's not Xbox one. Isn't handling it as well as the PS4 is. And it like in a graphics department, it just like there are, you can see there's more like issues going on with like their hair and shit. But, uh, those are just minor, like, aesthetic things. Overall, the game still looks beautiful. It, oh, uh, totally. The combat system is, uh, it's a complete overall of, like, the shit that they did to 13. Uh, 13 was, like, a really convoluted bullshit combat system. It was, like, everyone was in roles in 13. So it made, you had to, like, constantly switch out, like, different styles for each character. And it was, tedious at best like i got about 40 hours into 13 and i was like i'm done i got to a boss that required you to like continuously switch roles like over and over and over again to like try to string together shit to break the armor on the boss and it was damn near impossible at the point like at least where i was at with controlling that system yeah and it was just it was too much of a pain in the ass i had to move on from it um this system's free flowy it has like a kind of kingdom hearts feel to it nice um that's what i like to hear (laughs) kingdom hearts with without like the auto healing party members like you have to tell them to like heal themselves which is kind of interesting but you can get like downed which is kind of cool uh when your health hits zero you enter this like state called critical and you start like limping around and you have like limited access to your abilities and stuff and your total health starts draining um it's like a secondary health bar and you have to be like picked up or like revived or whatever by your by your teammates now the, the npcs will like see that you're like struggling and they'll come like running to pick you up and it literally just involves them touching your shoulder and that like gets you back up and it gives you like a small amount of regular health the interesting thing is that it takes the cap of your hit points down the longer you're in this critical mode. So you're in critical mode and it the bar's slowly going down and then you get picked back up and you get health back, but that bar doesn't go back up to max, the secondary oh, bar. Wow. You have to use you have to either sleep, like go go to like a place where you can sleep or uh or use elixirs to restore your your max hit points. So that's how they kind of punish you. Like, yeah, like for, for taking too much damage. And there's like a really, like, it's a really fluid dodge system that they have in place. And there's also a, uh, a countering system. And the only thing I, the only knock I have on those two things is that it's very easy because it's the same button. Um, it's very easy to dodge when you're trying to block and parry someone. Okay. 
because uh, it's the same button. It's just like it's not very it's not very straightforward like what you're what you have to do to like initiate either one like you know that you have to hold down the button to dodge but you also kind of have to hold down the button to block and sometimes you find yourself like spamming the button and then just dodging anyway it's it it gets kind of rough against like yeah smaller amounts of like low level enemies they'll swarm you with they'll throw like 10 people at you at one time and it's an open battlefield so you can sort of like actively encounter groups of monsters and people and stuff as you're like just running around the environment that are just like roaming the land and doing like their own thing. That's cool. Yeah, there's like some really cool stuff they did with nighttime too. Uh, they made it almost a requirement for you to like go back and sleep at night, which adds like this more realistic feel to the game, even though there's huge monsters running around. And uh, it's not detrimental to you to not sleep at night, but. Um, you really do not want to be outside of a town, like once the sun goes down, because they have these things called, de- they call them demons, but it's spelled like D A E M O N, like oh, demon. demon. Yeah. But they're called, they call them demons, and they're like higher level monsters that will absolutely knock your shit in. They will. I ran into one on accident. <laughs> I was going to say, just, are you speaking on first hand? Oh, this is first hand, baby. <laughs> I went, uh, I got in my. Oh, and also, like, your autopilot, like, on your car, because you have a car you can drive around, the, there's an autopilot, like, Ignis, one of the four guys, will drive the car, like, to a destination for you, and you okay. can just, like, view the sights as you're driving around. He doesn't function at night. He refuses to drive the car at night because it's too dangerous outside, so if you want to drive, you have to drive, and there's no way to set it to auto, so you have to know where you're going and, like, turn around like go around the corners on your own and like drive to like where you need to go there's no like setting a position on the map and then just like letting go of the controller and it drives for you you have to like know where you're fucking going and it makes it that much harder because you're also like it's also pitch black outside and now there's like monsters that are 25 levels higher than your their party level just running around God, that sounds like I would get lost playing that as like a mini game within a game, like kind of how like Grand Theft Auto, you can play the story or you could just go around and kill people and do like whatever you want. Like with that, I'd probably just play this game where it's like, it's late at night, I'm going to go for a drive, try not to get killed by monsters. (laughs) It's a, yeah, they make it like almost not worth it to even like attempt it. So usually I, I start like panicking if it's sun starts going down because they have an active like there's a day timer up in the top right corner that tells you like what hour of the day it is on a 24 hour, 24 hour clock. So, and it'll show you like where, what phase you're in, like if it's sun or moon or like nighttime, daytime. And so, you know, like around 1800 or like around 18 in the, it doesn't say hundred. It's just 18. Okay. Hour 18 of the day, you know, you want to start like heading towards a town because at 19, the sun goes down and at 20, it's completely nighttime. And they they stop you. The Like, Ignis will pull the car over at 20 and be like, we need to go to a town, like, right now because it's super dangerous for us to be out here. And he'll be like, do you want to just go back to the last place we rested? And you just you can just say yes, and it'll take you there. And you won't even have to, like, it'll just load you right into the where you were, which is kind of nice. And it makes it, like, faster. Yeah. Um. There's fast traveling between points where you can, like... If it's a point that has like a little arrow next to it on your map, you can fast travel there and it only costs like it'll cost you 10 gil to fast travel there. Oh, that's uh, not bad. 
Yeah, it's like it's the car is really in, integral to like adventuring. I haven't even like played around with chocobos yet, but I I've I got to the place where there are chocobos and there's like there are chocobos at like a lot of the refuges you can stop at where you can sleep. You can like rent a chocobo. Nice. Oh, that's very exciting. But my main question is what do what do these Damon motherfuckers look like? Um they take the form of like classic uh Final Fantasy monsters. The okay. one that really rocked my shit was an Iron Giant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they tease you with stuff during the day. There was this huge bird that flew overhead. The thing had to be like a football field in size. And uh, it flow, it flies overhead and your whole party's like, holy shit, what was that? And then uh, later on, you're like getting some gems for some like side quest. And it just so happened that I was doing the quest at night. And I found the place where it sleeps. Oh, shit. And it was sleeping, and it was fucking huge, and we were, the whole, my four-man troop was crouch-walking around this bird while it was sleeping, and to get to this fucking gemstone that this, like, jeweler needs, so I can, like, uh, so he can get me passage on a ferry that'll get me to my, like, my fiancé's kingdom, (laughs) and... Because they stopped all, like, there's, like, a part in the game where they stop all the ferries coming in and out of the country, and you, like, you, like, have to get on a ferry, and then you do that, and then you find out immediately after that, there's this whole shit that goes down and back at the capital, and you're like, well, fuck me, I can't go to the, can't go to this marriage now, and then you, like, turn around and go back to the capital, and it's, and then the real game starts, and you, like, they take the trading wheels off, sort of, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. It's a very good game. The yeah. the first sequence like when you're once you get on the road, the car's broken down like almost immediately. The car breaks down. It's or, like they're out of gas or some like some bullshit thing happens. And so y- you first really gain control of Noctis pushing the vehicle, like pushing the car, like holding down R trigger to push the car as uh Florence of the Machines cover of Ben E. King's uh <laughs> uh, um stand by me starts like starts playing and that's like how they introduce you to the game like one of them's in the driver's seat and then uh three of you are pushing the car it's it's really good and you're like oh man this is gonna be real good and then it like pans up and then the title comes in it's like final fantasy 15 and it's a uh, it's really fucking good nice like the, it's a great way to start the game that sounds very exciting. I'm super excited. I do have my faith restored in the franchise, and I'm most likely going to pick that one up. Probably not like immediately. There's not like, I don't need to be day one, but I'm excited to get my hands on it eventually. But one thing you mentioned was, yeah, the the enemy that really rocked your socks was the Iron Giant. It just made me think of that like Warner Brothers movie. I'm just picturing like this big oh, yeah, old like robot out Superman. in the darkness. Superman. <laughs> and he just like punches you and you die. <laughs> pretty much oh man well that's no cool. it's like the classic iron giant from uh from the final fantasy yes. it's this big suit of armor with a huge two-handed sword yeah that thing is i dirty. ran into mesmers the other day the fucking like unicorns with like a they have like a circular sword blade coming out of their head and the what? things were like they look so real and i i like beat i should beat the shit out of a couple of them but like yeah, and they brought back like some great stuff. Like there's a draw system like that's in Final Fantasy VIII where you can draw uh elemental powers from rocks that you encounter in like the environment and then you use those to craft magic spells. Nice. And uh magic can be consumed, which is kind of cool and it like makes it a resource that you have to manage. 
Uh, and some of the characters can use like multiple weapons. Like some of the, your, your pals that are in your party, they can use more than just the weapons that they come equipped with. Like you change their weapons as you progress through the game, as you like get new ones, you can give them better weapons and accessories and stuff. And there's like a, a really cool system where you use your AP to purchase like stat increases or, or like additional accessory slots or like just generalized stuff like things that allow you to do more team up like stuff like the combat system is so it's huge and there are certain things that trigger uh like team up abilities and stuff which is really cool where you actually swap weapons with uh one of your teammates whoa it's like there's some cool shit going on yeah uh, that sounds great there's like like if you get a back attack on an enemy, if you like you literally sneak like come around them and like attack them from behind, uh you'll you'll hear like Noctis will scream out for like one of his allies that's close by and you'll perform like a link up. It's called a link up or a linked a linked attack. And that's when you like both attack the enemy at the same time, or like Noctis will take like Prompto's gun. Prompto's the like squirrely one. He has a like, he's got a pistols that he uses. Uh he'll like toss you a handgun and you'll like fly in and like strike and start shooting the shooting the monster and stuff. There's some really cool shit that goes on. Definitely dude. That sounds very exciting. Oh man. I got to see some of those animations, but yeah, dude, overall this game sounds very exciting. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's, uh, it's very good. And if you have an opportunity, I definitely recommend like going out and getting it. There's rumors of a PC version uh, dropping in the future, so that's a that's a possibility that's very real. Um, Square hasn't dropped like a new PC one in a while, okay. so that'd be that'd be kind of interesting to to see how it looks on the PC, like see how it plays. Um, Definitely, but uh, yeah. So like tentatively, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten uh, okay. until I play more of the game, see uh, how the story develops, and yeah. So. Final Fantasy 15, a tentative 9 out of 10 till it's done. Holy shit, that's pretty exciting, dude. I'm glad you got your hands on it and are already playing it. We're going to have to keep up with you and hear your progress as we go through the podcast. Um, Any other games, or has that pretty much been eating up your time? <laughs> uh, well, that was just yesterday I played for nine and a half hours. I haven't played it all tonight. I don't know if I will or if I kind of want to, like, back off of it for a night uh i still gotta play some more uh sun and moon yet i'm almost done with moon's uh main story so i'm i'm pretty excited to finish that too pokemon the new pokemon game that came definitely and it's very good that's a cool that's a really good game do you have both uh no but i have my friends have sun i'm just playing moon just because i've always been like the blue person when it comes to that sort of stuff like i had blue version and i had uh shit oh i had crystal which was like the third version of uh gold and silver i also had silver version i had that first oh but if i'm not mistaken when it came to pokemon go you went valor and i went mystic you bastard <laughs> hey that was it, <laughs> it was I'm literally teasing. because of all my friends i actually wanted to go <laughs> I wanted to go instinct really bad because I like yellow team and I like, I like spark. I I think he's cool. And I like that. He's a doofus. Yeah. 
I still I forget Mystic's team leader's name. I don't even play that game anymore. God damn it! But my, uh, my one friend that I work with plays it, and he's like his dad's like way into it. I'm uh, level twenty four or something like that. Hell, I remember Bren's dad was beating him, so I wonder if he's still playing. <laughs> oh, he, he's got. They got to be having a field day out in L.A. Oh, that's right, listener. If you're unaware, uh, Bren just literally hopped and left PA and moved across the country and is now from PA to LA, not Louisiana. Uh, he's moving to Los Angeles. Yeah. He done ditched us over here in the snow country. It's yep. going to where that never snows or, you know, like where dreams happen. That's where dreams happen. That's also where they die too. So he's got to be careful with that. Yeah. He's got an interesting path ahead of him. We'll <laughs> he's try got to- a full ass plate. <laughs> Yes, he does, and that's another thing we're going to hear about on the podcast anytime he can tune in, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I, um, hope, I hope he gets a, a good job out there, and I hope I wish him all the best. He deserves yes, it. absolutely. Same here. And wish, uh, listeners, you give him some good wishes on Twitter. His handle's ABTS, Brendan. But um, I guess some of the games that I've been playing, I got back into Rocket League after, like, fucking uh, over a year of just not playing, I feel. Damn. And the reason I just stopped playing is, I don't know, the community is very acidic, so I found that that's the case coming back, but there are some (laughs) regular-ass people still. But I was playing on PC, and I was like, oh, well, let's play some music, play some Rocket League, and stream it. And I remember on a recent episode with Nick Jenkins from Gamers Without Borders, he was like calling me an idiot for having a 32-bit installation on a PC with 8 gigs of RAM. And he's totally right. And (laughs) and (laughs) the thing is, though... Uh, I remember when I was on 64 bit at one point, like long, when I was originally playing Rocket League, I could stream it and everything was fine. Now, when I went to go stream it, it looks so bad. It was very like pixelated and blocky. And I I wonder if that has something to do with it. So it looked like it looked absolute ass. So I was like, all right, no one's going to want to watch this. So I'm like, I'm just going to get it for PlayStation. And it was, um, fucking perfect timing because it was my birthday and my girlfriend, her parents actually gave me a $20 PlayStation gift card. And I was like, hell yeah. So it literally was $20 to get Rocket League. So I bought that, got it for free. And it was uh not long to install. And I got jumped right back in. It was kind of shitty going from a level 30 veteran on PC to like, oh, I'm starting from square one. But I mean, like your skill level is still the same. So lots of people were like, whoa, this rookie isn't a rookie. I'm so like, you're just like, yeah. I love that about... uh <laughs> I love that about like shooters and shit. Uh, Battlefield One, I've been playing, and that's a uh, dude. There's so many fucking cool moments. Yeah. So, but I'm still not to like uh, say that I'm like amazing at Rocket League. I'm decent. Like I said, I got to veteran status, and like I mean, everyone gets there eventually, even if you suck. But like, no, I feel like I can handle myself in a game, and I'm pretty good player but the thing that i still need to master is like the flying through the air and hitting the ball mid-air kind of shit like that's what like separates like the really like tough players so i have to get there one day but so i got back into that that's very fun i love like the being able to hop into different matches and stuff um don't like the community because everyone's always like oh my god you you can't believe you missed that never play the game again and all that kind of shit so it's like god damn it i'm just trying to have fun here welcome Um, to the internet yeah, so... Internet uh, ruins it for everything. For, for everyone. And then, 
So, and like I said, it was recently my birthday. That means Black Friday was not that long ago. It might be a couple weeks at this point when you're hearing this listener. But for Black Friday, I got uh, Star Wars Battlefront for like $7.50. And I know, like, I'm, I'm glad that that's what I paid for it and not like day yeah. one or anything else because I everyone said it. it was like garbage. But and that's the thing. I'm, I, I haven't checked in a while, but it was like taking forever to download. And I'm wondering if it was an internet connection problem. That could have very well been. But I was like on the internet that whole night but regardless like i go there and it's like oh well you can play a mini game while the game installs i'm like well that's neat it it was terrible it was just like complete bullshit and it was like oh this is gonna take like fucking 13 hours and i'm like that's an absurd amount of time so i would just like play rocket league and then temporarily check back and it'd be like 14 hours i was like what (laughs) so that (laughs) it's longer now (laughs) yeah literally so i was like all right this is pissing me off so i haven't even got to enjoy that game just yet so that's frustrating and i know everyone talks shit so and that's the downside of digital and not having a physical you want to talk about frustrating download times that um i got that game like the night it came out on oh no way i got it ps4 because i me and my friends were like fucking battlefield 2 or a uh, battlefront two, and we were just like all about, all about that shit. And it's funny because I say I said that on accident, but that's what the fucking game is. Like the <laughs> battlefield, it's it is it's, it's uh, the fucking uh, battlefield game skinned as a Star Wars game, skinned. and it's so frustrating that because is it could exactly be so it. good. It could be it could be the greatest game ever fucking made, but it's no, it's just another fucking battlefield game reskinned. Ugh, they they blew it. They didn't. There's no Galactic Conquest, which is the best fucking mode. Uh, that's like, oh god, it's so frustrating. It's like my least favorite, least favorite launch title I've ever purchased. Yeah, so looking forward to playing that. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. I did hear all that negative uh, response to it, and I get it. So, but that's what I mean. I do enjoy a good battlefield every occasionally, like hop in and stuff. But I haven't checked out the new one, Battlefield One. I and I hear lots of praise for everyone who's a F- FPS fan has already been playing it. It's very good. Now. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's like it's World War One style shit. So, like the weapons aren't as accurate as a like it's nice because you can actually survive like a sniper barrage like you can you can sort of bob your we bob and weave your way through a field and like it's really sort of accurate to how like how snipers functioned in world war one where they almost didn't function um you have to like you have to do all kinds of like crazy shit when you're aiming from distance and it's really hard to hit people that are running so like it's uh like leading is a real it's a real bitch in that game. And there's a really cool ass moments too. Like when your team is down, they'll bring in like fucking like you get like a armored train will come in that has like turrets on it that your team can like sit in and like fire at control points and stuff. And I know the one map, uh, the one map has a Zeppelin. The map is called ballroom blitz. And it's like a, it's like a chateau that you're like fighting across like a, a huge like manor style thing. I I, I want to say it's in the French countryside, and okay. the center of the map is literally a ballroom, and uh, there's like control points across the map. But that's like the most contested control point on the map, and it's the most fun to fight for that one control point. And if your team's down by enough, you'll get a zeppelin. Like a huge fucking blimp will come in, and you can like spawn in the blimp, and 
what I did was uh, you can spawn on your squad. So I spawned in the blimp, and then I hopped out of the turret on top. So I was on top of the Zeppelin, just, like, standing there. And my squad spawned in on me, and then we all fucking paratrooped, like, fucking paratrooped, like, down into the into the map, like, into a control point, and it was the most badass thing I've ever done. We're just, like, sprinting <laughs> off of, like, we fucking jumped off of Blimp and then ripped our parachutes out and fucking slow-falled in, like, guns blazing. That is amazing. I have seen a couple really ridiculous gifts. Something very similar of like a blimp exploding and this guy like just barely He's making it. It's the like explosion. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like uh, when you see someone surfing and the like waves like crashing around them. It's just like fucking fire all around as this person's just running their ass off. That kind of reminded me of the Rocketeer. Actually, I saw that one. It reminded yeah. me of that Rocketeer movie. And then there was this other gif of just, like, someone being like, this is the best tank shot I've ever seen. And it was a quite literal. Like, you see the tank's shot arc through the air and hit a plane in midair. And, like, it's just so... It's almost like, how do you do that? That was, like, lucky as fuck. <laughs> it's... Oh, dude, the the dogfights are sick as shit, too. Like, it's almost impossible to hit people with the guns. Like, it's very hard to, like, lead um, with the machine guns on, like, on vehicles and on the planes. And... You can, like, spawn directly into a plane that's, like, one of your allied planes that's flying around, and you can get on the gun, and you can just, like, watch your tail, and as, like, enemies get on, you just, like, start, like, going at them with the the machine gun, and then you can jump out and parachute into into spawns, which is really cool, like, into nice. uh, into control points and stuff. Like, Conquest is still the best, like, it's the most battle battlefield experience is Conquest that's, like, multiple control points that you that you fight over it's very yeah, good that's my favorite uh mode myself um and then the last thing i've been playing is actually a game that was completely under my radar never heard of this was in a GameStop, killing time just with my girlfriend and i'm looking through the shelves and they're all lined up vertically and i see this one that says origami and i'm like it sounds like origami let's see what that's all about not that i have like a huge interest in origami but i pulled it out and it's this this game like it re- it recently came out i think it was october of this year and it looks so fucking cool and i actually got around to playing it it it's a cell shaded um stealth action game where you basically just have to sneak up on motherfuckers and uh travel through the shadows and uh just kill people but it's so well done uh and as i did some research on this it turns out that the, it was originally a game called Path of Shadows that was done by like a five team like a bunch of students and you can actually go to their website pathofshadows.thepathofshadows.com and download the demo. I don't really think it's like a very long game. I think it's more or less just like a student project game, but it's essentially the prequel, I would say, or a spiritual predecessor to them. What be, what Aragami is, and it's just where you play like this shrouded character who has this cloak on them that uh, it's almost like a cape, I would say, actually, but a really long cape, and it's similar to Journey in the sense that if you've ever played Journey, you see the character on their cape, it's like um, lit up a certain level, like either the whole cape is lit up, that means you can use your powers and like fly through the air, and as you use your power, like the, it kind of like 
drains from your cape and you'll see the cape the light on the cape fade away it's extremely similar to how that works in this game so you have this cape that is lit up and as you use your powers say like one of the powers in this game is you can shadow leap so if you see a shadow in the distance and you're it will in a certain range you can then basically teleport to the other shadow and then another power is you can like kind of spread shadows in lighted areas so you can uh teleport through them it's just a super fucking cool game that i had never even heard of and i'm kind of upset that like not more people are talking about it so it's very cool super stylized uh cell shaded graphics which like just is everything i love so and then the gameplay to boot was fantastic i got in there and started killing people being really sneaky and fucking leaping through shadows it is cool as fuck so i can't recommend that enough i really do hope to uh maybe get some of the developers of that on our show in the future because that'd be fun to talk to them about this game it's really cool and i got it for 20 fucking dollars and it's a collector's edition that includes the digital soundtrack and an art book i was like this i I can't be happier fucking amazing sounds awesome that's a great it's a great deal yeah so that one caught me by surprise and i can't recommend it enough so look into aragami it's spelled like origami but with an a in front i'm fairly positive unless i'm a terrible speller but uh yeah and the premise of the game is you you meet like this uh i don't know if she's like a spirit lady but she's basically telling you that in order for you to uh save her you have to gather these five talismans and i didn't i don't even think i got the first talisman yet so i do intend on updating our listener uh pr- potentially even spoiling the game once i beat it but that you guys will be able to skip that if you don't want to hear it <laughs> hmm. um what was i going to say oh yeah uh black friday i bought a ps4 Oh, it's, so you got the whole yeah. I got <laughs> I uh, I just, trifecta. I just, well, I not really a trifecta. I, I don't have the Wii U, so okay. Well, we'll just replace it with the PC. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll replace it with a Switch when that comes out. Like, oh, there you I'll go. I'll be getting Smart. a Switch when that comes out. But uh, yeah, I, I I folded and I ordered it online while I was at work. And uh, cool, it'll I'll be add in you. tomorrow. So yeah, so I'll have like another thing. I'll be like. You, you can play games with me on any console now. <laughs> That's exciting. It's something new for plugs. <laughs> yeah, it, it um, is. I miss, I miss having a PS4, honestly. Uh, it was like, it was a hard choice for me when I switched back to, to the Xbox, when I traded in my PS4 for an Xbox one, it was a tough decision. Yeah, dude, but, I, I don't know. I, could never decide the only reason i would want the xbox is to get back into halo again because i did enjoy that franchise but i'm okay without it part of the reason i decided to get a ps4 again is because of a game i actually saw that's going to be ps4 and pc exclusive and uh i I don't know if if the hell if hellblade is like a series that's out i don't know if i've like i haven't played any other hellblade games but it seems like it's something that would have multiple installments Okay. Have you ever heard of Hellblade? Yeah, it's ringing a bell, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, there's this new game coming out called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, and the main character is this like Celtic girl who witnesses like her whole tribe like being dead like after they've been slaughtered, and it drives her insane. And they have some really interesting like sound work that they're doing where they actually talk to people who are suffering from like psychosis about what, like, you know, hearing voices, uh, what 
hearing voices is like like uh, like is it internal or is it external and most of them say it's like sort of an external thing so um they did some really they're doing some inter- interesting uh sound work where they're actually like having the sound played like someone who's suffering from psychosis so like the player is going to be able to experience sort of like a mini psychosis like from Senua's point of view like she's being talked to by like fucking uh like demons and angels and the dead are talking to her and she's like oh, got all God. these it's like almost like when split personality disorder happens and you have all these voices talking to you uh it's that like there are gonna be people talking to her and like telling her to do things uh in game so it's like it's really cool and uh looks super dark and i'm very excited uh for it Oh, see, it sounds too dark for me to the point where I don't want to go through what she has to, so I'm going to avoid that game at all costs. <laughs> at one at one point in one of the trailers, she is uh she's got what I assume is her ex-lovers, like he's one of the tr- people in the tribe that gets killed. Yeah. He um she takes his head, I think, and keeps it with her like in a sack. And she's like talking to it in the one trailer, and it's talking back. God damn it! That's like some Afro samurai shit. He just carried his dad's skull around in a backpack for like ever. I think uh, it's it, it's actually like the bag is moving, like talking to her. It's like she's going through like a psychotic break throughout the oh. course of the game. So it's like it looks very interesting, very uh, uh like a like a weird sort of macabre look into like. Uh, not really like truthful representations of psychosis, but like somewhat accurate to like how it actually like is presented to the person suffering from it. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting, but I'm not gonna be playing that one. You're gonna have to give us an update. If oh, you get I'll go. To I'll get that deep out. in that one. All right, cool. Um, on a less psychotic and more chaotic note, I checked out this game from alphabetagamer.com. Uh, they have an uh, article on this thing called Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, and it's <gasps> and currently in open alpha. Looks so cool, man. It's very just like uh, stick figures, like blue, blue and pink <clears throat> stick figures as armies, and you just put them in masses and have them go fight each other. And it looks really ridiculous as far as like the physics and stuff and... I don't know. I, I definitely want to check that one out and give it a try. And then on a similarly like silly note, a game to check out that I do intend on buying, but not just yet. It's this game called Home Improvisation and they have umlauts over the O and A. And I don't know if that's supposed to affect the pronunciation, but, uh, it looks like the weirdest Home Improvisation. Game. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a really goofy game where they just give you like all sorts of weird tools. And there's no guidelines as to what you are creating. And some of these creations that people create are like absolutely weird. I guess there is like, you're supposed to be building furniture is the end result. But like, I feel like given it's all the tools, that's definitely like, this is like, this is Ikea's game. Like Ikea yeah. made this. That's why the umlauts are there as like a joke. Oh uh, yes, exactly. It's very, uh, aware of itself and like how like you're, you're supposed to, it's completely stupid and going to be silly experience. So I want to fuck around with that and see what I end up building. Cause it seems goofy as shit and it's only 10 bucks. So you can't go wrong. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Yeah. That first game though, I saw like a, a, like a, a small video of it and it just looks so wacky and out there. Like 
just like launching a boulder into like an army of uh, pink stick figures. Like it just looks yes. so goofy. Yeah, dude, I really want to check that one out personally. I've always like admired the Weta workshops of uh, who did the animations for like the Lord of the Rings. Like I remember in the one of the behind the scenes DVDs, they were like showing how that was done and like just like these little like characters going up up to like simulate a battle. And I was like, God, I want that so bad. That'd be so neat to just like watch that over and over again. And here we go, something very similar. <sighs> But I guess that brings us to a conversation game. And actually, since it's just the two of us, we could have an opportunity to play one we haven't played in quite a while. Would you be down for a game of 10 questions? Uh, yes, I would. All right, let's do it. 10 questions. Alright, so we're playing 10 questions, and I think what we're going to go with is, out of a list of Final Fantasy summons, which one am I thinking of? And in fact, I'm going to send you a link so we are on the same page of what list I'm looking at. Okay, I'm going to get up from my recording spot to move over here and look at this list. So if I'm far away, it's because I'm across the room. <laughs> He's just really good at Foley work. Yeah, wow. I didn't know. Do you want to... Mm, I'm not sure. Holy shit. Let me, let me like, narrow it down. Here, let's see. Let's go from... It's counted by, by each game. Sweet Lord. Let's just limit it to... I'm going to say it's between seven and nine. It's perfectly, it's up to you. No, I mean b- b- all three. Oh, oh, seven and nine? Seven through nine is what I meant to say. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, well, I pretty much know all the summons from seven, eight, and nine. All right, I'm back in my seat. <laughs> all right. All right, this is going to be uh, interesting. Yep, you're allowed to ask anything you want, and I got my answer. Is it elemental? No. Wow, great question. Okay, that eliminates a lot of... Holy fuck, that was a good question. (laughs) Hmm. Is it an animal? No. (sighs) Is it a form of transportation? (laughs) That is arguable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, I'm going to say no, uh, I'm not in the way that I think you're thinking. So yeah, I'll I'll stick by no. And one, once it's aware, you'll see why I said it's arguable. Hmm. It's not elemental. It's not an animal. It's not an animal. And it's not a mode of transportation. transportation. (laughs) So it's like a humanoid type. Is it humanoid? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Um. All right, so that was four questions total. You got six left. I think you're narrowing it down quite well. Uh, I don't want to be the guy to ask, like, what if it's in one of the games or not. 
You you might want to at some point, but you could save those for emergencies. But if you're already there, feel free. Um, is it a mythological humanoid creature? Yes. All right. So that was five, I believe. So you're halfway, and you're kicking ass, dude. All right. Um, can it cause instant death? No. Okay. I'm down. Oh, it's not elemental either. So I think I ha- I feel like I'm down to one. I think uh, I'm gonna just gotta, I gotta just verify what I guess is it in Final Fantasy Eight. Yes. Is it Siren? Yes, dude, you did it with two left. Well done, dude. And okay, so is it rideable? Arguable. Look at those <laughs> wings coming out of her fucking hair. And I don't... it's Siren. She's meant to tempt sailors. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ride. Um, but the thing is, like, is that her hair or is that wings coming from her hair? It's both. That's the uh, thing. Oh, well, that's confusing. And then yeah, and then she's got extra wings coming from her back, covering up her titties. So. She was too interesting not to pick. Yeah, and she's early game, by the way. You draw her from like um the that weird flying thing that's attacking the the dish, like the when you go to Dull at Dukedom in the beginning of eight. You, there's like that big satellite dish you're fighting on top of. See, I never played eight. Damn it! You, and that's you gotta, why you should play eight. Eight's really eight's actually my favorite. That's right. All right. Well, I'll have to give that one a try. But hey, dude, you fucking win. Good job. That's ten. Ooh. how we play 10 questions. Nice. All right. Well, that was a fun one, AJ. Let's do some plugs and wrap this up. Where can our listeners find you? Um, I'm forgetful on uh, Twitter, and when I get my PlayStation 4 in the mail tomorrow, I'll be forgetful on PlayStation Network, and I'm also Friar Andrew on Xbox Live. Excellent. And listener, if you like our podcast, please give us a like and follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. I personally try to Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And yeah, it's been fun, AJ. We'll have to catch up with you again and see how, where you're at with Final Fantasy uh, 15 and I'll tell our listeners what's good with Aragami. So see you guys next week. Bye guys.